Welcome to Growing Through Grief. I'm your host, Diana Curtis. Growing Through Grief is a weekly sprinkle of education and inspiration to help you take action that leads to personal freedom and greatness. I share powerful conversations with grief experts, spiritual advisors, and other courageous souls in this transformational podcast. I believe with the right support and the power of community, you can eliminate unnecessary prolonged grief. I'm here to teach you how to normalize, recognize, and use grief as a growth tool. I've been a champion for growth for decades since the loss of my mother. Together, we are growing. I'll give you weekly tips and small steps that will move the needle forward so that you are experiencing a healthy inner relationship with yourself. Let's get started. Hello there, and welcome back to the Growing Through Grief podcast. I'm your host, Diana Curtis. If you're looking for a place to be educated, motivated, and inspired into action, guess what? You're in the right place because I'm sharing some gems that will inspire and move you into action. So you're ready to let go of the heartbreak, the pain, the grief? Now, it's more than letting that stuff go. It's not just about letting go and releasing the stuff, those horrible feelings and maybe unhealthy relationships. You must also decide in advance what the new thing will be to replace the old thing. So we're going to be talking about releasing and replacing. Replacing the old and releasing the old and replacing it with the new so that you can relax and grow into your greatest self. And if you're anything like me, you want to step into your highest, highest potential. So let's just do this together. Let's experience unlimited potential together. So again, welcome, welcome, welcome. I am so glad that you are here and I'm looking forward to this conversation today. Why? Because it's confession time for me. I've been in a little growth period for the past few days. So here's the story. It's a true story. Last month, while sitting at the red light, I was rear-ended by a young man with the I don't care kind of attitude. He was driving this big, huge F-250 truck. Now, I realize accidents happen, but it's the events that unfolded after the accident that caused me to move from my Normally, I'm grounded and very centered. So here's the story. Long story short, we pulled out of the traffic. We got out of our cars, and the young man kindly asked if I was okay. Nice gesture. He immediately commented afterwards by saying, I don't see any damages to your car. That was mistake number one. Now, my car is white, but the trunk of the car was pushed in and both lights are broken. So my comment to him was, um, I'm sure you don't see any damages. He got closer and then he stated, oh yes, I see now. So then he went on to ask me if he could pay me and I said no. 
He said, I'll pay you any amount you want. And I said, there's nothing you can pay me. I've already called the policeman. So he didn't get his way, right? So he just kindly moved away. He called his friend who showed up in a, in a few minutes later. And they started dancing and having fun. It looked like they were FaceTiming each other, somebody on Facebook or Instagram. And they were actually acting as though nothing had happened. Yet, I couldn't think of any reason that they should be celebrating. Mistake number two, right? So then the policeman arrived. And the bottom line is that 20-year-old gentleman got a ticket. I finished my conversation with the policeman. I left. Guess he left. And we moved on with our lives, right? So I finally got the police report two weeks later. And I called my insurance company. Actually, I called my insurance company immediately after the accident. And once I got the police report, then I called his insurance company. So the representative called me back a few days later. And his first statement was, I understand you have some minor damages to your car. Wow. To me, that was mistake number three. I'm triggered again. It felt like he too was kind of dismissive and neither gentleman had any regard for the fact that they had damaged my car. Remember, it's not about the car, the material things. It's not about the accident because that happens. But the issue for me is it appeared that everybody was taking this so lightly and there was no regard or consideration regarding the time it was going to require for me to be away from my business and looking for repair shops, whatever, whatever. So mistrust began to take control of my mind. I became obsessive with the thought that these gentlemen could not be trusted. And I was so obsessed with it that I just decided to go with my insurance company as opposed to the other insurance company. And that meant I had to pay my deductible in advance, right? And wait for them to refund me. And that made me even more upset. A few weeks later, as I sit down to do this episode, actually, the truth dropped in my mind. Now, here's the truth. I have been operating from a past memory and an experience I had with the same insurance company decades ago. Yes, decades ago. And I was playing out that situation in my head and my mind, the situation I had previously experienced with this company. It was as if all the players were the same, the situation was the same, and things didn't work out well for me. And that was not true in this new situation. But because I was living out that experience unknowingly, there was no way I would trust these guys. And the truth is, I had been living in the past, creating undue stress and extra time for myself and both insurance representatives. So I had to sit quietly with myself. I had to check in with myself. I had to listen to my fears and bring the truth back in. You know, the truth that everything is always working out for my good. And it was in that moment that I surrendered. 
I surrender 100% to the process. I begin to trust the process. I begin to trust God, the universe. I begin to trust life and know that life is always protecting me and that I'm fully protected. It didn't matter. It doesn't matter what was going on behind the scene, behind closed doors. At that point, I realized I was protected. Whew. So as I began to have this conversation with myself, I felt the ease of it all. I felt the worry, the fear, the blame. I felt all that stuff lift off of me, lift off of my mind and my body. And a smile came over my face. I was actually smiling at my craziness. (laughs) And as I allowed grace to cover it all, it was then that something completely new began to move through my body. I felt peace. I felt joy. Now here's the real lesson. Here's the point of the story. You see, the seed of mistrust was planted in my soul during childhood. The seed of betrayal was planted in my life a long time ago. The moment my mom died, I didn't trust much of anything and definitely I didn't trust people. Now I know this is an area of my life that will need attention for the rest of my life. And I'm mindful of when that little girl inside of me needs some assurance that she is safe. I share this story because, number one, I stayed in it longer than I normally would. Normally, I pivot out of that type of experience and stuff with quickness. But clearly, I needed to stay in it for a couple of weeks in order to get the lesson to be reminded to always nurture and parent my little girl. And as I do that, I grow. I grow into my greatest potential. I had to go through it and then grow through it. And it was in that mess that I was reminded of how easy it is to slip back into the filters of the past and to seeing through lenses of the past, things that are no longer true for our life. So what am I doing differently when I pivot out of unpleasant emotions quickly? I simply make sure I stay connected to myself. I stay connected to my inner awareness, my spiritual awareness, my intuition. If I don't stay connected to myself, to my heart, I begin to project and judge and focus on things and people outside of me. So what do I mean by that? It means my focus is external. You know what I'm talking about. It's when you blame others for your life. You're mistrusting of others even when they have not given you reasons to not trust them. It's all about someone or something else. It's that external focus. It's when you are separated from yourself, you're looking outside of yourself at other people. And in my situation with the insurance representative, I was blaming the gentleman for no reason. I was totally separated from the truth. 
I told myself they were not honest people. And my emotional and physical reaction to that belief was one of mistrust and fear. That's what it looks like when you separate from yourself. You might judge others as liars, as not trustworthy, that they cause you harm. You might even judge yourself as being better than and they are less than. Separation from people, separation from yourself. When you separate from the truth, from spirit, you suffer. You tend to have an idle body experience. You're not in your body. You're releasing a bundle of fear, that energy of fear. And when you feel afraid, life looks so different. There is a lack of focus on the things that you desire in your life. You're focused on the wrong thing. Your focus will be everywhere, be scattered. And yes, you may be causing harm to others. Remember I said I not only caused undue stress for myself, but I'm sure the other two parties felt it too. And I certainly was not tapping into my intuition, my inner awareness, you know, that part of me which will always provide, provide me with the truth, the knowing that everything will be okay, the knowing that everything is always working out for my good. Yet I had all this extra going on. So I'm just going to call that I was liking awareness. It was that separation awareness. So you want to always practice self-awareness and know when you're connected and know when you are separated from yourself, from others, and yes, from God. Now back to my comment I don't normally stay in chaos and upset for long periods of time because I've practiced how to pivot and stay positive. And I've done this for decades now, and it comes much easier for me. Easy because I've, I decide in advance that I no longer want to suffer. I'm just done with suffering. And in order to stay out of suffering, you must stay focused on your inner self, on the truth, on your spiritual being. And when I say spiritual, I'm not talking about religion. I'm speaking about the core essence of who you are. And I say this all the time. You've heard it before. You hear it again. I'm speaking about the core essence of who you are at the heart level. You know, that pure heart, not the heart that is carrying the past trauma and grief. You know, even an atheist can feel that part of themselves. It doesn't leave just because they don't believe. It's still there. So what does it look like to be connected to yourself? Not separated, but connected to yourself. Now, know that this doesn't happen overnight. And many of you will require support. For me, after some personal and spiritual development, and once I really got these four things I'm about to share with you, my life has never been the same. These four practical ways can be used by anyone, and it can be done without adding anything more to your already busy life. Understand, you will still need to go through what you need to go through. There is an element of growth in the process. 
The key is not to stay in it, not to stay in the stuff, the chaos, the upset, the pain, not to obsessively regurgitate the same situation over and over and over again, not to think false that somebody is trying to do you harm, someone is doing you wrong. This is often a lack of trust in yourself and a lack of trust in God. So what are the four ways to stay grounded and centered? Ways to keep you connected and not separated from yourself, others, and yes, God. Once you get this in your heart, your life will change. I practice these daily, every single day. So these practices will elevate your self-awareness and allow for a deeper connection with spirit. So way number one, this is the easiest, I believe, is to just stay connected to your breath. How simple is that? Staying connected to the breath keeps you centered. And you can start with when you first wake up in the morning. Just breathe, connect to that breath, and feel life moving through your body. Appreciate that breath. And then experience gratitude for that breath. Without the breath, the in and the out, you will not be alive. Wake up every morning in gratitude. If you can't find something to be grateful for, think about the breath you just took, the inhale, and have an appreciation for the exhale. Now, you already know this, that there are lots of people who didn't take the exhale. So start with the breath. Be grateful for the breath. Way number two, connect with nature. Connect with nature. Just simply open a window. Feel the fresh air. Notice the trees and the plants. You know, the trees are taking in your carbon monoxide. The trees are giving you the oxygen to breathe that fresh air. Connect with the grass. Breathe in the gift of all of that. Connect with the planet. Listen to the birds that are chirping in the background. All of this represents life, which you are a part of. So connect with it. If you walk or jog, just smile. And again, listen to the birds and the sounds. Find some way to connect with nature every single day. And then appreciate it. Be grateful for it all. Connect with the planet, the ocean. Think about the water. Do you ever think about where the water comes from and what's feeding the plants? If you do, if you be more intentional about that, you will no longer get grumpy when you see clouds in the sky. The rain cleans the earth. It fills the ocean. So again, just extend gratitude to all of that. Way number three, another, I think, fairly simple one. Again, I'm not talking about religion here. I'm talking about connecting with your self, your divine love, that divine love that's inside of you that never goes away regardless of what circumstances show up in your life. You know, it's that part of you that's greater and bigger and more powerful than you could ever be in your physical and human self. In fact, you know what? 
you're already connecting to God through your breath and nature. Because what did I say? The breath is life. Nature is life. Yes, connecting to nature is an aspect of connecting to God, to spirit. God is in it all. So in whatever way you choose to connect with your spirit, just make sure you do that. Whether you do it through nature, through meditation, through song and music, just be sure to increase your spiritual awareness and connection. And then just watch how quiet and peaceful you feel inside. Way number four, connect to people. Now this may be the most challenging one of all, but it's important to have a sense of connection with all people. Yes, I mean all people, even the ones that you fear, though even the ones that you're upset with, the people that you don't like, the people who have hurt you, the people that don't think the way you think, the people who don't vote the way you vote. You know, the ones who have gotten the vaccines or the ones who have not gotten the vaccine. I'm talking about everybody. And yes, I know that can be difficult. It is easy to love those who love and support you and your happiness, right? Those, the people you feel a deep sense of belonging with, you like them even though you disagree with them. Think of those you disagree with and they still value and love you. Notice how those who, the the people who used to feel strange or intimidating to you, but now you're best friends. What changed? Were you misinterpreting their actions, their thoughts? Think about a time when you did or said something you regret in the heat of the moment. Did it make you a bad person? No. How does it feel to be disconnected from someone or not like them? It feels a little yucky, right? So know that you can change your mind. Remember the goal here is to connect not separate yourself from others. Connection doesn't mean you have to be in the same space as the person. Never ever put yourself in an unsafe, unloving place with people you know will not protect your heart. You can love people from a distance. You can send them love and light and peace from long distance. So start to focus on their positive points. Think of one thing you can be grateful for regarding the person that you're upset with and let that energy get bigger and bigger and feel your positive connection with the person. Yes, it might be difficult to do this immediately after someone causes you harm, but when you can, start connecting with them as people regardless of their opinions, see their smiles and feel their heart. Feel your connection with people who are in great pain and confusion, people that cause pain and harm. Because, you know, if they felt connected and loved, they wouldn't do those things. So find some compassion for the pain they must be feeling and be grateful that you are different in that sense that you're feeling great. Maintain your awareness, feel your heart opening, and have more compassion for others. 
I know it's hard to see past the pain that people cause you, but try to see them in their pain rather than people that are causing pain. And I know that's easier said than done, right? So consider this. Number one, you want to hear your pain and take care of yourself first because it just feels better when you're, you're not in separation from yourself. You're not disconnected from yourself. You even breathe easier. So think about this as you heal and take care of yourself first. Get along with yourself to examine and explore your feelings and your thoughts around that particular person or situation. Ask yourself a lot of questions to understand more deeply why you feel what you feel. Then feel it. Get all the heat from around it. Get the lessons. You know, the lessons usually come at a level of truth that will move you into a growth period, a period of growth, a period of releasing and replacing the old filters and mindset. But the key here is take care of you first without blaming and shaming and judging others for your pain. It's your pain, not theirs. They may have brought that pain up for you, but it's still your pain. And forgive yourself for anything that you may have done to create the situation. Forgive yourself for holding yourself hostage to the harm and the pain that they caused you. And then, only then, you are ready to forgive the other person and see the same grace and the light in them that you feel and see in yourself. Hold that space for them. See their love and essence. And it's from that place that you will be able to see they were acting out from their own pain. Now, no excuses, no passes for people who have harmed and hurt you. But when you can see that person was crying out for love, that they too are in pain, you will begin to have some empathy for them. And remember, it's not necessary to reconnect with that person unless it feels safe to do so. Protect your heart first. Always connect back to your breath. Bring that energy back inside of your body and cease being scattered and filled with anger. Connect to your spirit yourself. Relax and experience the peace coming back into your body, back into your life. Release and let go of it all. Release and let go, but also replace it with something new. And you have to decide ahead of time what you're going to do, what you're going to replace it with. Because if you don't replace it after you release it, you'll just go back to doing the same thing over and over again. And I know that's not what you want. So I'm talking about change and growth here. I'm talking about transformation. I'm talking about doing something new, being inspired into action. You want to live with inspiration. And you know, to be inspired is to be in spirit. Don't just be inspired because it will escape you in a second. You will forget what that thing was, what was said, that motivation, that inspiration, that escape you in a second 
if you don't connect to it, if you don't focus on it. So connect to the inspiration, live the inspiration. Yes? So I gave you four powerful connection tools to the breath, to nature, to God, and to people. Practice those over and over and over. And if you're having a difficult time connecting to a certain group of people, a certain person, then listen to this episode again and practice some of the tools and tips that I gave you around connecting to people that you don't really like. Okay? I hope this is helpful for you. And we are at the end of another episode. I so appreciate you showing up every single week to experience the education, the motivation, and the inspiration that's shared here. Okay, I will see you next week. And until then, you know what to do. Release the things you no longer want. Let it go and then grow. See you next week. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Growing Through Grief and being part of this loving community of women. If you enjoyed what you heard, please share and spread the word. Let's help all women become richer and more nourished in their heart so that they're able to just keep on rising. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or topic ideas, or you would like to be a guest on my show, you can reach me directly at coachingtotheheart.org. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode. In the meantime, keep on growing.